Welcome to Conversations in the Kitchen. We're Gemma and Paul, two kitchen table entrepreneurs chatting about our journey building our own e-commerce businesses and helping others to do the same. Grab a coffee and join us in the kitchen as we chat about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, strategies for digital growth, and our approach to building a purpose-driven and sustainable business online. This week, we're heading behind the scenes as I interview the other half of In The Kitchen, Paul, all about the launch of his new and very exciting e-commerce project. Morning, Gemma. Um, Morning. I'm sat here at my little kitchen table with a cup of coffee in a cup that very satisfyingly matches the color of my t-shirt this morning and looking out at a mixture of uh, northern grayness with a tiny little bit of sunshine and thinking it's got to be time we did a podcast. Um, So how are you and what should we talk about in our podcast today? Yeah, I am good, thank you. I've got my tea in a Christmas mug, which doesn't match my top, but it's all good. Um, getting very festive. Um, yeah, we haven't done one of these for a little while, so I think it's good to have a bit of a catch-up. And I think we should talk about what you've been up to, because you've been up to some really interesting uh, stuff in the world of e-commerce recently. And I think there's probably lots of insights that would be good to share with everyone listening. Um, and yeah, just share a little bit about what exactly you've been getting up to. Yeah, I suppose that's sort of my note to the teacher as well, isn't it, about why we've maybe missed a podcast or two here. Because, um, yeah, I am feeling a bit tired in a good way in because I think about five weeks ago now, uh, at the beginning of November, we launched a little extra project in the midst of all the other extra projects that are in the mix called Limited Limited. And the reason for there being so many repetitions of the word limited in the name uh, is because we sell limited edition art t-shirts. And the reason for that is because over the years, I have enjoyed greatly going to quite a number of end of year art shows um, that are organized by the amazing art colleges and art schools around the country. And they, um, mainly as a, because I like art and I bought a few things there and because they feel like very crazy places to be actually because I think they're where future creatives are sort of expressing themselves maybe before they start to filter their work through commerciality or galleries or you know it's quite raw a lot a lot of the stuff that you find there which which can be good can be good and bad um but they've also been very useful and I I was chatting uh not that long ago, August maybe, to a guy called Bruce, who we used to run an agency together, a brand agency. And 
we've also found the art shows very useful places for finding new talent. So a few times we've sort of met designers there. They're also really good for, you know, you can find freelance illustrators or even artists where, you know, if you're working on a project, it's always good to have a black new talent sort of go this style or this look or feel would be would be really good for this so we're quite fond of these art shows and and this year they didn't happen our crazy covid times so a lot of them happened online and that's obviously in some ways a good place for this sort of emerging cohort of talent to showcase their work but it didn't feel like there's so much of a kind of buzz or a community or all of the kind of rawness in one space that we talked about um, taking place. So kind of out of that conversation around, oh, no art shows this year. What does that mean for young artists? Limited Limiteds emerged. So the, the idea of Limited Limited is it's um, we, we go and find a real mix talent and we work with them to get some of their best work onto limited edition t-shirts which are sold in editions of either 1, 25 or 50 at the moment uh, in, in the spirit of the way that you might buy an art print uh, you often buy in you know the artists will only produce 50 of them or 80 of them and uh, there's a sense of rarity that goes goes with the prints that give them a a value and I suppose a uniqueness that you're not buying something that you're going to see on a IKEA selection or a a kind of commercial commercially volume driven sort of collection. So it's a way of creating another platform where emerging artists and designers can um, get a little bit of revenue from, so, so they all get royalties on their work and they can earn commission from uh, the, the work that gets sold into their communities and their, their networks. But more than that, it's a way to uh, showcase what they do. And uh, as we build social networks and communities around it, um, it's a real opportunity for, for, you know, gathering interesting people and working into a similar place and being able to kind of showcase that and, and create a kind of platform that people can come to. So as, as well as sort of, so I've been moonlighting Gemma, um, after, after doing these podcasts, I've been sneaking off and interviewing some of these artists that, that we're working with which um, it's been great. I, 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 won't, I won't say that it's even more fun than these podcasts because it's not, because I, I love wearing this hat of business and entrepreneurialism and e-commerce as well. But um, I have discovered all sorts of things, actually. It's right, it's right up my street for talking to people and from quite obscure shows about uh, Japanese cooking on Netflix to um, artists that I've never heard of or should have heard of and haven't heard of. It's, it's been quite an education for me, actually, in uh, chatting to these people fresh from, from art college, full of knowledge and energy and inspiration. 
So it's a, it's a platform as well as a sort of place where little bits of revenue can help support artists. And I don't know, it feels a bit of a drop in the ocean this, this year and it's very early days, but it's, it's been a really exciting project to work on and sort of fairly, uh, certainly from the kind of digital platform point of view, fairly single-handedly, you've, you've been a great help at times, but fairly single-handedly, kind of create a whole uh, e-commerce business from from nothing, really, in, yeah. in about four and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, a bit, no. There was a, there was a week at the beginning where I didn't sleep very much either. Um, uh, and, I, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm feeling quite proud about it at the moment It's because uh, it, it's far from the only thing that I've done in those five and a half weeks as well. So it's, yeah. um, it's a nice one to put out into the world, I think. Yeah, and I think, I think it looks great. I think... Um, I don't know, the hardest bit is actually choosing which t-shirt to buy because there's so much great artwork on there. Um, but yeah, the whole thing looks great. I think it's such a good a good business model and you know it's doing something good in supporting those artists. So I think it looks great. Um, what would you say then, how would you say you found it? Because obviously you've done it in five and a half weeks, like you said, mostly just you, um, not much sleep. How, yeah, how have you found the whole, the whole experience? Well, well, uh, brilliant and uh, I suppose uh, it, it, it's felt I mean that aspect of it actually of of being sort of as hands uh, hands-on with everything has been really uh, in, in that you know in my past I've built projects like this but often had a team of people to boss about and um, it, it, you know, it is very rewarding doing it very hands-on. Uh, I'd, I'd also, I mean, frustrating, um, uh, exhausting at times. Um, uh, frustrating from the point of view, I suppose, of sort of how, however much you sort of bring prior experience to it um, or with a, with a, project like this there's you know there was a reasonable level of planning but that actually the time frame of it meant that to some extent it made sense to sort of go straight to trying to make things you know bring it bring it to life and sort of do the planning alongside the execution and uh, you know there's probably a few things where um you know, a few weeks in, I sort of had an epiphany about something or why, why something wasn't working or something that wasn't there. And sometimes there's a kind of, oh, why didn't I remember that or think of that? I mean, actually, you just mentioned something there about um, talking about the abundance of choice. And, uh, you know, I worked on projects before where it was, it was a clear learning that too much choice makes it hard for the consumer to decide. And they end up sort of wanting to buy and then sort of wandering off because they can't quite make the decision. And that's fine, but it's not fine at my end where I really want them to, you know, especially with a new project where I want to see the revenue come in. I want the artist to make those royalties and commission. I don't want you to wander off. I want you to make a choice. And why did it take me three weeks to remember to put a, um, a gift voucher? onto the site and promote that um, because I should have done that probably from day one and had that in the mix 
actually it's fine because it's sort of coming into its own now as we get nearer Christmas and delivery, we, we, you know, we, we're close to uh, not being able to kind of deliver up till Christmas so we can promote the gift voucher and it, it was in place in time. But there's probably, there's probably any number of things where you sort of, um, uh, you know, I end up kicking myself thinking, why, why didn't I think of that? But then actually the answer to that often is, well, because there were 50 other things to do before you got to that anyway. And even if you had thought of it, you'd have sat there going, I still haven't done it. I still haven't done it. Um, so, yes, inspiring and frustrating, I think, are my key words to, to take out from that. <laughs> I think that's probably the case for most e-commerce projects. Um, and I think this one's been quite an interesting one because you've had a few, the, the way you've kind of put the business model together, there's a few sort of, added integrations it's not like you've just thrown a Shopify site together you've had to think about um sort of everything from you know a print on demand models I think you've gone with and then you've also kind of got that affiliate sort of bit in the mix in order to make sure the artists are getting their commissions paid right so it's kind of been a bit of an interesting one to just sort of bring lots of things together it's not just sort of straightforward of you put a Shopify site up there you put the products on and it's sorted you've had to sort of have you know get everything working everything linked up all of that sort of stuff have you found that side of things yeah and again on on one level it's a really good example of how you know you can quite quickly put together a really quite quite complex business by connecting in with infrastructure and tools and software and fulfillment partners that are already out there and I suppose that testimony to the five six week turnaround is that 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 is even possible uh I certainly the the print aspect of that did the I mean slightly prior to the the six weeks actually there was a sort of quite intense period of research and exploration to try and really understand what options were out there and there was a I mean in some ways I'd still like to be able to offer different forms of print delivery because offering something that's sort of very premium high grade product a having more control over the print process and and the type of printing used uh, and and b being able to use used forms of printing that maybe can be sort of more art focused would, would be good but i went with the print on demand model primarily because it just meant we you, you can you can scale so quickly with the number of artists the number of pieces of work just the amount of work that can go on the site where it, with other forms of print fulfillment the level of investment and and then the level of risk involved e even in doing limited editions and, and short print runs and time and uh setup Re i mean it, in some ways with what we're doing it ruled that out quite quickly and there were, I mean, there were various points where when I was researching other, some providers and 
the the quality of what was coming back just wasn't i mean i had there were there were moments early on where it was you know it was close to thinking this just isn't viable unless we do invest heavily in our own print infrastructure and we you know we we've looked at that and at a certain point that might become the solution but then even then the machinery that we could buy to do that even with a a sort of startup level of investment doesn't match the machinery that's being used with the solution that we that we are we are using and so yeah discovering the the discovering a a print on demand channel that is local high quality really high quality actually i mean the um the garments that we're using i think are fantastic and i i'm someone who will always want to do more and more to push the ethics and sustainability and uh, there's a whole debate in fashion around how better garments can make the world a better place and i'm fascinated by that and we can keep doing more but from a starting point of view, I'm pretty happy. It's the, the garments that I would wear, do wear, yeah. and feel, you know, all the key areas around the materials, the the product, you know, the production of the cotton originally, uh, them not not supporting bad labour practices, supporting good labour practices being vegan approved or you know they tick all the boxes that i want to be able to tick the print quality given that we're dealing with art prints is fantastic uh the the ability to sort of customize the the garments is fantastic there's a few things that i'd like more control over but they they can come with time and, and with volume so yeah there was a lot of research to get to that that answer and then you're right the the integration of that from a technical perspective on the one hand is you know just the fact that i can do it from my kitchen table um literally uh is you know is testimony to the fact that it's it is fairly idiot proof but again you know the amount of learning that i've got you know two two week two three weeks in there were things where it was kind of oh well, i could have saved myself a lot of time if i'd realized that at the beginning uh, i i didn't there there's a big insight around creating skus within shopify or modifying skus that was quite important to other integrations there were big insights around uh it, in some ways the bit that makes it easy where it creates you a really nice product page and is great but actually going on to customize that product page much more than the, than the original has has benefits that i wasn't aware of right at the beginning so it, yeah you be just a big learning curve and slightly less of a learning curve with the affiliate model because i've got some experience of sort of using affiliates as part of a e-commerce ecosystem but yeah lots of nuances around how the platform integrates making sure it's set up correctly um 
customizing it for the way we're trying to use it and it's a i mean it's a very powerful platform but you're, you're often in that situation the better platforms have so much functionality that it's quite hard to find the bit of functionality that you need yeah. or even quite understand the language that that they're using to describe it and they all yeah i can't fault in any way there's, there's so much sort of help and support out there to draw on uh that I, I, what, what what i would say is that uh to to anyone who, who listens to our podcasters having a Gemma or having a pool or just just you being there at times as a sounding board mm. or even even someone to go uh I'm sure it is possible because it's it's very easy to get stuck in a loop where you just go well it can't be done it can't so I'm, I'm I've kind of I've done what I can with that and I, th- I think your your stance of oh, I'm sure that's possible <laughs> and and then sometimes coming back just I think it can be that just that sometimes of just getting so worn out with trying to find yeah. not even quite knowing what information that you want and getting a link sent from someone. Uh, and there's a little bit of sort of having your own help desk. I've just, I've just been on a call this morning with um, uh, a chat, actually not a call with a, an into a, a, an app that I'm, it's been plugged in for a while, but I don't think it's doing quite what it's supposed to be doing to help with some of our financial management and bookkeeping and record keeping. And, um, yeah, some of the, some of those people, it takes a while again to sort of tune in and work out what you're trying to sort of feel quite sorry for the people at the other end where they're just kind of, can you ask that question in a way so I can actually understand what you're trying to do? And they're very good at asking that quite politely but it is invaluable and the amount of sort of help and support that's out there around especially the better the better apps better tools is is phenomenal but it is sometimes it can be just sort of i think i'm speaking the language of affiliates or bookkeeping or just i, I mean i realized this morning there was probably 45 minutes burned up in the in the chat because I think the work, the terminology that they use in Shopify for a product type isn't quite the same as the terminology that this app, app is using right. and it's more of a bookkeeping terminology. So I sort of got stuck in a loop of, I thought, I thought what she was explaining meant one thing because I had, I'd recently done that in Shopify yeah. and, it, and then it didn't. And then when the penny dropped it, when the penny dropped, I was kind of, oh, well, I've actually done what you've told me to do already. So we're, we're just, let's get on to the next problem. But uh, yes. Okay, so uh, site's out there now. It's all launched. It looks great. You're getting sales coming through. You've got some happy artists um, growing a bit of a community on Instagram and various other places around. And we'll put all the links in the show notes as well so that people can come and find you. But what? what's the next stage now that you've got through the, uh, the slightly intense, um, sleepless launch period, what, what comes next? Well, obviously, uh, I wake up every morning hoping that what comes next is, uh, is some sort of miraculous boost where my, all my numbers sort of triple quadruple from, from where they are, which, which is what you want in any business, isn't it? But I think I'm, I'm, yes, quite, 
quite pleased with where we've got to in such a short space of time. You always, I think with any startup, you want things to happen quicker and it, but, but, but they, I think that's where we've got to now is that you can't really make some of the, some, some of the things just happen at the speed they're going to happen. Like using content and connection to grow a community it just is step by step isn't it you've got to interact and involve and get content out there and uh i'd like to see some more boosts in growth but they do come and we do keep getting followers uh but you can't really so actually now does start to feel like we've got some meaningful data to start to work with and you can start to see which bits are working and which bits aren't, uh, which will probably change again in another six weeks, another two or three months. But I think what's good now is we, so I can see traffic coming to the site. I can see in some of our advertising, the beginnings of some audiences that seem to be responding quite well. And I can feel a vaguely smug sense of self-satisfaction at some of them because I think some of them are the audiences that I thought would would start to work. There's one particular audience where we, it looks like we're starting to get some traction and we can start to define that more and it, it sort of is bringing to life the kind of buyer that I thought we might start to... To some extent, uh, the we try to build the brand around. And so what the numbers are showing is that I need to focus a bit more on the website, actually. And I've got a homepage that could work much better to bring conversion through the site. And that's sort of a good example of now I can see that I can look at the homepage and go, oh, yeah, I can see why it's not as good as it could be. So you can end up kicking yourself a bit about why didn't I do that at the beginning? But then that would have required much more auditing of other websites, much more considered process. And I wanted to launch quickly. And we did launch quickly. And and that gives you something to learn from. And it was by no means a failure of a homepage. It just can work work much harder. So, uh, yeah, as we go sort of the the next few weeks, I'm going to seeing if those improvements are working keeping on building sort of with with low levels of spend, building my learning around what works in advertising and finding more audiences and finding clever ways to reach those audiences. And then what, you know, what's really heartening is again, it's slow, but the, the content led strategy, you, you can see it starting to work that, uh, you know, we put, content out there whether it's lightweight stuff that's interesting to our audience or the podcasts I think are really you know they're really rich in interestingness and energy and just encounters with creative people that you wouldn't otherwise have and they're they're very shareable and you can see those starting to drive bits of traffic which I think will grow so so actually, there's a lot of carrying on what we are doing, and 
as that becomes more of a routine, it becomes a little bit more efficient and uh, kind of fits, fits around other things a little bit better. And yeah, so more of what we, 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 we're currently out there looking for our, we got about 24, maybe more artists live in the first round. And we and week by week as we go into 2021, we're looking to art schools overseas. So we'll be looking for some interesting artists from other places. Uh, that's that's for a bit further down the line, but not not that much further down the line. So so actually, yeah, there's there's a lot of just keeping on doing what is working, but refining that. And I think actually. I mean, it's really interesting doing it in parallel to we obviously have our kind of training program with in the kitchen. Another of my special projects in the last six weeks has been to run a digital marketing module on an MSc course uh, at a a business school in the UK. And uh, it's been very helpful actually of revisiting practice and web design, sales funnel development, uh, e-commerce best practice and sitting there as, as I'm waffling on to eager postgrads thinking I need to practice what I preach a little bit better with some of these things with conversion pages or landing pages or a B tests and and things like that, uh, which again is just just trying to trying to do it. Doesn't you can, you can have a great list. You just got to keep working working your way through through the list. Yeah. But uh, it's exciting. It's uh, I think if as we go into twenty twenty one, we're finding more artists, creating platforms for them, even just little things this week. Where you know, aside from what we're doing. A lot of them are very active with, they've got exhibitions coming up or uh, making their student project cookbook available on uh, graphic novel websites and just being able to, A, A, seeing it from personal interest and B, being able to sort of shout about some of that and be a little little extra voice, uh, giving them a little bit of a boost is uh, it's very, it's very motivating. It's good. Amazing. I love it. I think it's great. It's really, uh, yeah, I think just watching the community grow around it, I think is really interesting. That's, you know, we talk about that a lot at in the kitchen and that sort of community content led approach to stuff and seeing it unfold with this is, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, so yeah, like I said, we'll put all the links everywhere. People can come and find you on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and obviously the website um and have lots of fun choosing what lovely t-shirts they want to buy for themselves and other people well and you've given me uh, with your complaining the load choice that we're giving people i'm actually working with another project at the moment to set up a concierge service so so i'm going to have to think about when i can bring in my uh, personal shopping experience to limited <laughs> limited so so basically we can just choose it for you yeah perfect love um, it it, we can we can match the art to your personality. Yep. I, I might just have to send you on Gemma, and then you can be wearing it for the next podcast. There we to go. Match your Christmas cup. Yeah, I need a festive one definitely. Um, but no, it's great, and I think you know there's lots of amazing insights in sort of what you shared today as well. So people out there who are 
maybe thinking about doing it for themselves or sort of in the mix of it, you know, can learn from that. And obviously they can get in touch if they need some help with that as well. We're here for that and, you know, share our experience and lots of other things that we've got going on as well. So yeah, amazing. Thank you. You've been listening to Conversations in the Kitchen with us, Gemma and Paul from In the Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a small business with big purpose who wants to grow your e-commerce revenue, click the link in our show notes.